Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the chat. I am your host, Dwight Henry, and I'm so happy, delighted to have a very uh, good friend of mine, longtime friend of mine, Pamela Walton Rader, is here today. We're going to be visiting with her on the chat in just a minute. Many of you uh, listening today know Pamela or you know about her. Uh, she is a speaker, a writer, an evangelist, and uh, she has also served in many capacities, a worship leader, minister, teacher, and a jail chaplain. And she has uh, one of her greatest passions, I know personally, is to see people accept the abundant life which Jesus Christ has to offer. And Pamela, it is great to have you here. Well, thank, thank you so you. much. It's thank been a while you. since we've done this kind it of thing. It has been. I was thinking about maybe second grade. <laughs> <I can't>. <laughs> <laughs> right. I've looked forward to this uh, since the time that we have established the fact that you're going to be on here to chat with me, and I'm excited mm-hmm. about what we're going to share. But uh, So how have you been? I've been great. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> You've got that Pamela glow about you Love that you always life. have. Yeah, we're, we're, that, glow, that glow comes from the inside <laughs> out, though, doesn't it? Yes, absolutely. I, I want to ask you, uh, as as we begin our conversation here today, and, and I, I'm sure I've heard the story, but I don't remember it directly. Tell me about your raising. Tell me about your coming to Christ, how you received Christ as your Savior. Tell me that story. I should know that by now, but, but I don't have a recall of it for some reason. I was a traveling saleswoman. And I was on my way to Texas, and um, I had my son was young at the time, and I just felt like something was empty, something was missing. Uh, there was a huge void in my life, and so even though at the time I had forsaken God, you know, I had grown up going attending church, and then I left at age twelve. Um, I, I kind of reached out in a way, you know, if you're really there, you know, <laughs> I yeah. need help and stuff, and. Um, I received news that my mother had had um, some kind of a uh, episode health-wise. You know, like she she had fallen down and they thought she would be in a coma. And she was in another part of the country. Mm-hmm. She was in Pennsylvania. And um, they said that she would be in a vegetative state for the rest of her life. And so uh, I hit my knees. And I was in my duplex uh, apartment in Wichita Falls, Texas, and I received Jesus that way. And I, I don't know how I knew this, but I said, God, I know you don't make deals, but here's the deal I'm planning on making. <laughs> you don't make deals, but here's a deal for you. <laughs> and I'm going to, I'm willing to give up That's this thing. That's the family thing. I know and love. Yeah. you don't make deals, but here's the deal. <laughs> here's the deal. And so, and you were um, a grown woman by then with a small son. Yeah. Okay. And now, when you say twelve, did you come into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ at twelve, yeah. or just have some church experience? Well, I had. It? We went to church every Sunday, and in order to take communion in the. Uh, In the church I attended, which was very similar to Catholicism, it wasn't, you know, Catholic. But anyway, um, you had to profess Jesus as your Savior and go through the classes. It's called confirmation. Okay. And so I did that. But then, you know, I went wayward afterwards, you know, for for several years. And then um, when I found myself in that place about my mom and her health and uh, the bad news, you know, I just kind of said, you know, <laughs> we need to do something here. I need something different. And oddly enough, I heard back from, you know, the Lord immediately when I said, I don't, I know you don't well, make deals, you get, but I'm willing. Did you get I'm a willing. text, an email? Yeah, or I, was, I did. I heard immediately. <laughs> now, talk about he hearing was, back from the Lord. How do you, <laughs> I, I love, see, I know, I think I know what you're talking about, but when you say you heard back, walk into that a little bit. Well, the Lord said that my sheep 
will hear my voice and a stranger they will not follow and they'll hear me and so it's an impression that comes into your mind it's in your heart not audibly yeah yeah not always i mean sometimes it is an audible voice with people but generally speaking it'll come to you just come to you as an impression and so i said i know you don't make deals but i'm willing to give up this sin you know and it was like i heard uh, the gong from heaven (laughs) and so i'll stop doing this if you'll start doing that i've been there and done that yeah and then uh so i said wow that was a biggie you know i'll I'll give up this you know i heard the gong again and finally it dawned on me all he wanted was me oh golly he didn't want me to give something up he could handle cleaning me up that is so good and so i i said i want you to be my lord and uh that was the beginning you know wow i want you and that's it yeah you know if if if, if we could clean ourselves up we wouldn't need jesus anyway exactly so he said i mean you come like a billy graham classic just as i am you know you come as you are and and through the Holy Spirit, he begins to work on us. Right. What a great story. So mm-hmm. there, so you learn. Now, tell, I, I want to walk further into this part of your life. Okay, from there, I mean, God has used you and still does in so many different ways, in so many different capacities, evangelist, a minister, uh, jail ministry. I mean, I were author. We're going to talk about all those things. How did all that start? I mean, how that, did, you, did you say, okay, God, uh, if you'll do this, I'll write three books? Is it? Well, <laughs> or come, you didn't have a clue what was going to happen next. No. Coming out of the spiritual wound, he just uh, it, it, the evangelism was there. Yeah. I, I wasn't even attending church, but it was it was there <laughs> at, at that time. And, it, and then it progressed. You know, um, the writing came much much later. Yeah. So, so you begin to have this uh, an evangelist, the one who proclaims the good news of Christ. So mm-hmm. you begin to have this need, this desire to say, "Hey, here's what happened to me, and, yeah. and I want to share it with you." Yeah. To bring others to him, you know, and that was on the heart of Jesus before and after the resurrection. He said, go ye, bring this good news to everyone. Yeah. And that was his heart. It wasn't, you know, obey this and do that and do that. But it was all great stuff that he wanted us to bring to. And everybody, you know, everybody has a story. Yeah, they do. I mean, we may not have 200 verses of scripture memorized. But we do know what God did for us, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and, and you begin to you begin to tell that story. And nobody is beyond redemption. No. You know, it's God's will. It was his will for everyone. It is his will for everyone to come to him and have abundant life, yeah. not misery. He's not yeah. putting misery on anybody. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier, you know, before we begin the, record, begin the, the show here, that, uh, you know, you hear sometimes, well, you know, God won't put anything more on you than you can stand. That has got embedded in the body of Christ. That is nowhere in the Bible. No, in fact, Pamela, God is the one who delivers us from those things. Exactly. Exactly. Talk about that a second. Well, He came to give us abundant life, and we choose Him. Yeah. We have to willingly choose Him. So you don't go out in life and make bad choices and blame God for them. He's not the one who did that. That's right. (laughs) You did that. You know, but He's a good God who forgives. When we mess up. Um, so if you're getting uh, attacked, it's not by him. Yeah. It's by the enemy. He you bring, know, and a lot brings, of people need to know that and the power they have over that. Oh, yeah. You know, we have a lot of he loaded us down. <laughs> with he, power. he daily loads us mm-hmm. with benefits. benefits. Like I tell my Bible school students, you're loaded. 
<laughs> <You're> <laughs> Absolutely. Loaded. Hey, Pamela Walton Raider is my guest today on the chat. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Hey, we're back on the chat. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. Pamela Walton Raider is my guest today. And Pamela, I enjoyed the first part of our conversation. Um, boy, there's so many directions I want to go with you. I mean, we may have to do, you know, we have to do this for a week. Um, the uh, and we talked about your coming to Christ and 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 it was, there's so much, but let's let's finish up where we were. You know, we we you know we Christ is the giver of good gifts. He came to give us, as you said earlier, abundant life, which is in my studies uh, one of the definitions I saw that like is advantage beyond measure, mm-hmm. abundant advantage beyond measure. He's mm-hmm. the giver of good things. Now we can learn from bad situations, right? You know, we can, but but it's not. It's not God that Who's breaks our knees, takes yeah. our job, kills right. our dog. Exactly. Our That's not God He's doing good. that. He's yeah. good. Everything about him is good yeah. and righteous and holy. Yeah. Um, he's just, he's an amazing God. And that's, you know, he's the one who opens doors. Um, and he tells us we can open our mouths and he'll, he'll fill us our mouths with the oracles of God. Yeah. And I know the big thing in his heart is love. Yeah. And people are, they respond to the love of God. Yeah. So the message, the good news actually means nearly too good to be true news yeah you know it's it's hard to fathom it and that's i think why people struggle oftentimes is they know who they are and the mistakes they've made and they think how could a holy righteous good god love me and the way he brought that truth home to me was to bring back that scripture in the while you were yet sinners christ Christ died died for you so in my lowest most horrific rebellious uh, unregenerated state when I wanted nothing to do with God, he deemed me worthy to yeah. die for. Yeah. And I thought, wow, <laughs> because it was very hard for me to grasp the love and unconditional love and grace of God. You know, it was very difficult because we're very works oriented from the time we're born, you know, till the time, we, <laughs> you know, it's um, promotion or demotion based on performance and behavior. And he doesn't work that way. No, not at all. You know. In fact, it it it, it uh, you know, and you hear, you know, it, our relationship with God is not performance based. Right. It's not based on our performance. No. It's based on getting credit for the performance of Jesus Christ. Yeah, he did now, the performance. He, he, we, and we're judged based on his death, burial, and resurrection. Right. And what he did. Now that, now that doesn't mean. I mean, we are to we are to be doers of the word, doers of the work. I mean, we're to go out and 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 do what God's called us to do and make a difference in the part of the world we walk on. So to that degree, but we're not we're not we don't become Christians or Christ, believers in Christ based on how we performed it says i take you jesus i take that your performance and i receive mm-hmm. that person into my life i love what one of my pastors said you know he he quotes it all the time that we're chauffeurs oh, of jesus like, yeah. because he comes in and he lives in us he said you know when he was walking the earth i'm bringing something way better <laughs> than you can possibly imagine <laughs> yeah. because now he's not walking outside of us like he was with the disciples uh, and now he's in us. Ooh, and so we're the church. It's not a building. Yeah. Uh, the building's just a building where we corporately gather to worship him. But we're the church. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so he lives through us. That's what he wants us to do mm. is just allow him to live through us. And that's why you have the strength to do the things that you're doing. And he enables us. He equips 
Um, he's the qualifier. He's the one who makes us qualified in whatever it is. I never had any desire to write. That was his idea. <laughs> I thought, are you he kidding gave me? You that desire. Yeah. <laughs> or to be, you know, in the ministry or any of that, yeah. you know, the jail and stuff. He's the one who led me into it. And, uh, you know, and he's always doing that. He he just qualifies, you know, qualifies us to do whatever it is that he's wanting to accomplish. And when he wants you to speak to someone, he gives you the words. He tells you what to say that's going to penetrate, yeah. you know, to the depths of them. Um, my second book is all about evangelism and the people whose lives were uh, changed as a result of his message to them personally. And so it, it's an exciting life, you know, to just allow him to live through me and just go about my father's business. <laughs> you, you know, know? It, it's what a concept that when we make Jesus Lord of our life, God moves into us. Yeah. Yeah. Wrap your brain around that. That's why you, those prayers, you know, yeah. God go with us as we leave here. What are you talking about? <laughs> he says he never leaves no. us or forsakes us. He can't help but we go are with his us. Temple. Right. Crafted we don't need to pray those prayers. That's right. he's heard <laughs> you know, it's yeah. it's unbelief. You know, yeah. it's like he's somewhere else, but he's residing in us. And also the Holy Spirit who is an ever-present help and he's wants to lead us and to guide us and to comfort us and be there and one definition which i've you know laid hold of recently is that he's on standby yeah he's just waiting for us to ask him yeah, really what's to come you know quicken those scriptures to me you know he he loves that yeah. you know he wants to help us he's a helper and uh, you know, we ought to make use of yeah. everything Jesus made available to us, all all the gifts, the gifts of the Spirit, you know, the nine the gifts of the, of the Spirit. spirit the, the, yeah. the fruit of the Spirit is a result of Jesus living through us. Yeah. But the gifts, yeah. you know, they, you know, you have the word of wisdom, word of knowledge. You're able to tell people a message in due season that they desperately need to hear. We have a toolbox. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew for a long time that uh you know, that I, w- I was born again, Christ was in me, uh, when my spirit left my body, I was going to go to heaven. But for years, maybe I wasn't paying attention, maybe it wasn't taught, maybe I just, I didn't read, I, but I didn't really, I didn't know or understand about what we have while we're living. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't need gentleness and goodness and faith and meekness and all that when we get to heaven. There's right. no resistance there, there's no devil right. there, but we need it all now. We need it now. We have to find out what we have and how to use it, right? <laughs> we're on a need it now basis. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he's he's just so I love uh, watching him work. Yeah, I love watching the tr- the transformations that take place. Um, I know my pastor last week was talking about one of the, the biggest transformations he had seen in an individual. And then I was telling my husband, Prince Charming, <laughs> uh, the story of one that was like that for me. I mean, he was a um, country man who had tobacco spittle. You know, coming down his shirt and, you know, I mean, it was just unbelievable. And through a process of God reaching him, you know, through me, uh, I was going into a nursing home to minister. And on the way out, I met a man and he said, hi, how are you doing? And I looked at him. I didn't even recognize him. Because oh. he had received Jesus Christ, I didn't even recognize Different inside him. and outside. I mean, yes, and he was glowing. Yeah. <laughs> and this, Isn't know. it great when God uses you 
to lead someone to him. Mm-hmm. Well, there's no better experience yeah. than that I found in my life. But he knew I loved him. Oh, yeah, that's it. He that's it. He knew I loved yeah, him. Yeah, even though you didn't know We'd him. We'd sit out in the yard on yeah. an overturned bucket and yeah. have talks. And, you, and they know if you love and care about him. Yeah. Hey, Pamela Walton Raider is my guest today on the chat, and we'll be back with more with Pamela in just one moment. Hey, welcome back to the chat. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. Pamela Walton Raider, my longtime friend and Christian sister, is my guest today. Pamela, so many directions we could go here. I want to talk about something that some people that I know and have confidence in uh, tell me about, including you, that, you know, person I've not had a lot of experience with, but but you look in the Bible and it just is all over the Bible. And those are dreams. God speaking to people through dreams. Mm-hmm. Now, there may be some listening today that's oh, that's a little woo-woo. I mean, that's really well. But, you know, and, and it's it just, I mean, I've been reading both Old and New Testament every day a lot lately, and I see this everywhere. And people that I know that have credibility with me uh, talk about that. And you experience that a lot. Your husband experienced mm-hmm. that a lot. Talk about spiritual dreams and how they've impacted your life. Okay, I want to start with just a paragraph that I wrote about it, the subject, and it says, there are many Christians who put absolutely no stock in dreams, visions, or words of prophecy. Throughout the Old and New Testaments, all three of these methods of revelation were employed. There are many types of dreams recorded in the Bible with varying purposes, such as providing wisdom, revelation, or guidance Other times, the purpose is to warn us. That brings me to an incident that occurred just before I married my husband three years ago. We were uh, speaking over the phone. I was in Connecticut. He was in Tennessee. And he's had prophetic dreams all his life, and so have I. And he shared that he'd had a terrible dream about his son, who is in the Navy, and that uh, he was in a small plane, and it crashed. And he saw his son trying to tell the pilot what to do, and the pilot wasn't listening to him. And therefore, everyone was killed, including his son. And I said, you must tell him the dream. You must tell your son the dream because God is showing you. He's warning you so that something can be done about it. We pray against it. Uh, We take precautions and measures against those things. Well, he... He didn't tell his son the dream because, like I said, a lot of people, they have family members or people, and they just kind of poo-poo the idea of um, being, you know, told dreams and shown things to come, Uh, even though it's completely scriptural. And we should desire it. All the way through the Bible, people had dreams. God used those. So he talked to his son and said, are you going to be going anywhere on a small plane? And his son, you know, assured him, no, I'm not. But he didn't tell him the dream or why he even asked. So then fast forward a couple years later, we were in California and he had the dream again. And we were visiting his son and they were going out fishing that morning. And um, I said, you must tell him the dream. I don't care if you've got to preface it with, I don't know what you think about this, but I I would be remiss if I didn't tell you this dream. And so he shared it with him and come to find out he had a scheduled flight on a small plane on a fishing junket. And so he took it to heart. You know, he took it. Yeah, he took it to heart when his father told him. Um, this, you know, I've had this dream twice. I didn't tell you because it wasn't, you know, um, relevant at the time. And now it is, you know, and 
um, I was hounding him. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, I have I'm anointed to nag, and so it's a <laughs> tremendous gift. Of, the gift, gift of nag. I, oh, that's a new tremendous one. gift. You I know, know some other folks that have that gift. Yeah, I didn't know that was a spiritual gift but, until today. Oh, but sure enough, uh, he canceled his uh, seat on that flight, and they did have the flight, and it crashed, and everyone was killed. And in retrospect. Wow telling the full dream and then praying for those people and that pilot and that plane is the best route. So you, you know, when you get a dream uh, from the Lord and and you can tell them, you really can. The other ones I call them bean dreams or something, just sent from off the wall. Or if people are on medication, they'll have weird dreams. So you can't trust those necessarily. You know, you have to hear from God. You know, it's it's really important. No, but all dreams are not necessarily dreams of warning. No, right? I mean, they're, they're guidance. They're, yeah, right. You know, the um, he he's been guided in his business. I've been told where to go, what to do. Um, you know, he's shown me all kinds of things to come. I'll, I'll see people, and you know, when I was the evangelist um, to the Northeast, or he, God was sending me, He still sends me. He, I'm still, you know, we're all called. Yeah. Every As day. evangelists, he says we he's made us ministers of reconciliation, reconciling people with God. But he would give me, uh, he would show me who I was getting ready to meet. They were all strangers. He would show me highways. Through I was, a dream. Yeah, through a dream. He would show me where I was going. Uh, the first time he showed me about going to the Northeast, he showed me all these highways up in Connecticut and New England. How do you know, Pamela? Or how do you come to know? Is it a learning process that this dream that this dream is 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 a voice from the yeah. Lord? How do you discern? Yeah, that? it's it's very similar to learning the voice of the Lord. In you know, heart, to yeah. yeah, because the um, the Lord is all about good stuff. He's all about he's telling you, uh, you know, good things. And he'll you know, there just is a discernment uh, that you have that this is from God. You do have that inner knowing, knowing you know, that you, you know, know, that knowing intuitively in, inwardly um, that it's from him. And, you know, I've, I've just had it all my life, so I don't know what, you know, it would be like and, not and, to. You know, if you compare to, you know, you, as you as you walk with the Lord and you learn his voice, you kind of know, yeah, this is God directing mm-hmm. you. Even, you may yeah. be awake and you may, you may yeah. have that just inner peace, that velvety experience. Yeah, this is God. <clears throat> I would suspect that kind of those dreams are the same They're way. They're similar, kinda, yeah. The, the, the more you walk in that and experience that, you say, yeah, this is God directing me. And this is because I ate too late at night or something, yeah. you know, I mean, is that sort of thing. So you just learn that. But I'm, I'm more and more in my lifetime, I'm seeing that I'm, I'm talking to people that I've known for years like you who who experienced this. Uh, I read it in the Bible, yeah. so that just that just uh, documents in my re- that, that sometimes God speaks to people like that, and we've never addressed that on this show. But mm-hmm. uh, there may be folks out there right now that say, "Yeah, I've experienced that, uh-huh. and I'm working through that, and and I'm glad to know that this is part of the way God communicates with people." I've told people that that um, theory about deja vu is not really deja vu that you've lived some time before or some other life but is simply you have had a prophetic dream and you forgot it 
And when you're in the midst of that situation, it comes back. Oh, yeah. And that explains that phenomenon that people talk about. So it's actually that God has shown you something. You haven't experienced it before, but you dreamed it Right. You dreamt it, and then you forgot the dream. You woke up, and the kids are screaming and (laughs) all that stuff, and it goes out of your head. So when you're in the particular situation, you recognize it. You remember this. So it's, oh, no, not you didn't live in a life beforehand, but you, it's, dreamed, it. you dreamt it. God showed you prophetically uh, that the, you would be there and this conversation would take place or whatever you had seen in the dream. This has been so good. We'll have to do this again <laughs> next week, okay? This has been really, really good. Thank you so much, Pamela. You're Pamela welcome. Walton Raider has been my guest today on the chat. So happy to have you join us next week for the chat.